welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin. I'm a transformation and human design guide who is passionate about guiding women to be the most authentic versions of themselves. This podcast is all about self-discovery, self-empowerment, wellness, healing, parenting, mental health, spirituality, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This podcast and this space is all about helping you along on your own self-project journey. So welcome. Let's sit back and we'll dive right in today. Welcome back to the show, and I am really excited to be able to have on today Hillary Urban. And Hillary is a nutrition coach, and she is in love with all things nutrition and fitness, and working with others to help them with these areas as well. And I would really just instead of rambling on and on, just love to turn it over to you, Hillary, and just see if you would tell us a little bit more about yourself and just give us a little bit better introduction to who you are and kind of what it is that you do. Yes, I'm so excited to be here and chat with you. And I really became interested in nutrition and fitness around the same time. In 2012, 2013, I was really sick and I didn't know what was going on and why I felt so terrible. And I was really lucky to be diagnosed with celiac disease very quickly. And when I was diagnosed with celiacs, there wasn't a lot of information in like 2012, 2013. It was a more like a newer diagnosis and people weren't as familiar with it. So after the diagnosis, I had no idea what to do. I was terrified to eat anything. Um, I didn't really know what I could and couldn't eat. And so I really started to dive into learning everything myself because I still wanted to be able to eat out and travel and eat food that I enjoyed. So that was really what started my passion for nutrition is I wanted to learn more for myself. And in doing that, I wanted to help other people. So even like, even if they didn't have celiac, um, if they wanted to make any type of changes to their nutrition, they had the tools and the ability to do so versus trying to wade through, you know, all sorts of different information and decide what's right, what's not right. And, you know, that that's really my goal is to help others feel like they have the power and the tools to make, you know, choices that, that are right for their body. I love that. Um, I I will have a couple of questions, but, um, nutrition is such a tricky subject. And I was thinking that in my head while you were talking, I was thinking, why does that have to be such a tricky subject for us? And then I started thinking of like, what did I learn in school about nutrition? I'm like, I learned about the food pyramid, right? Which is like horribly wrong. (laughs) And then I'm like, and then I mean, like, they served, I always ate hot Cheetos in high school and drank a Pepsi and like ate a cookie and, you know, pizza and, and just really had to think like, what did I learn about nutrition? And I'm like, I didn't really, it was what I, you know, maybe learned growing up in the household and, um, 
watched from my parents and the people around me. And then even thinking like my own food journey. So I had weight loss surgery actually in 2013. Um, and at that time, taking uh, weight loss surgery, you had to take nutrition classes. And uh, I felt like it was so eye opening. And it was so funny because I was a nurse as well. And you would automatically think like, oh, I should know about nutrition. But then taking this class, it was just like, wow, learning to read a food label. Like I had no idea how to really read a food label and what, you know, oh, this says organic, this says low fat, it's only 90 calories. Cool. It's going to go in my cart, not taking into account, like what's it made with? Like, what are some of the ingredients? Like, um, you know, gluten is a big thing uh, lately too, that a lot of people are, uh, kind of going gluten-free and experiencing these incredible, um, just like health results of like, uh, less brain fog and, uh, less like bloating and feeling yucky. And just, it's just an incredible, like what we don't know. <laughs> so, you know, I, um, I, it, it was really eye-opening for me at that time. Just like, wow, I've, I have no idea how to shop, you know, I have no idea what to look at in my food. I have no idea um, how to create these habits. And then also to, I think so, so much we've turned to like this really uh, quick gratification and like hustle culture, that it's like also um, like overly processed things and all those ready-made meals and takeout. It's all so convenient for us, right? getting off of work at the end of the day, or if it's been a really long day, like we got home from camping yesterday and I'm like, I don't want to cook. So I told my kids, I'm like, it's whatever you want night. And it was like free game, which is their favorite. But at the same time, um, you know, I've also been on the flip side where you can plan for these things and, uh, and it can be just as easy. <laughs> so I don't know. Is that part of some of the things that you teach as well? Yes, Absolutely. And you're right, nutrition, it, at a, when you think of it, you think it's really straightforward. But then if we look at things more closely, we look at, you know, food isn't just, you know, food, fuel, it's your like culture, where you grew up, um, you know, family traditions, it's all these different types of things. And it's not, you know, just as simple as eat this, this and this. So we, we can't ignore all of those different things, because I, I think all of us can think back to, you know, certain dishes that, you know, other family members have made that are like staples in our family. And a lot of the work that I do is educating people on how you can enjoy those different things and have them in your diet, yet, you know, also make sure you're eating nutritious foods and you are learning, you know, what foods make you feel good versus what foods make you feel not as good versus looking at food as like good or bad. And another thing that I, I work on with a lot of my clients is creating systems. So, you know, when you create systems, you have these things that you work on, you know, becoming more of a norm in your day to day. And they're, they're really the foundation from what like from where you build on. So maybe it's, you know, when you go to the grocery store, there's certain, you know, produce items, whether or frozen foods 
um, that you buy. So you always have them on hand. So if you have those days where you don't want to cook, which we all have those, um, you have, you know, you have options that are still there and you're, you're removing those barrier to entry or the barriers to entry so that you can have a better chance at making those decisions that make you feel good because we all only have so much time and so much brain space. And of course, like it's natural, we wanna choose what's simple. And then the the really convenient foods obviously taste really good too. But the cool thing is there's lots of convenient foods that you can still choose that are like more nutritious or maybe, um, you know, are made in a more healthy way. So it's, it's learning, you know, how to make those different choices um, versus, you know, looking at all of those as just bad. That's a good point. I love that you say like made in a different way as well. Um, I used to love like fried foods. Um, and then uh, the air fryer came along. Yes. Yeah. It's been genius. <laughs> I, I air fry all of my vegetables with just a little bit of um, like uh, olive or coconut oil. And it's, it's a game changer. So <laughs> I love that you say you can take these, you don't have to do it the same way. You know, you don't always have to do it the same way. So what's some ways that we can tweak this? Do you have any other tips like that that are like um, your your favorite recipes, like just made in a different way that's a little better, like healthier? Yeah, I, I first of all, love the air fryer um, because you can, you can take things that would normally be fried and, um, and, you know, recreate them to be, you know, lower fat. Um, and when I, when I shared other options that are maybe like healthier, I, I think of fast, fast food. Um, and one of the, like some of the change, change, chains that come to mind are like Chick-fil-A. They have great grilled nuggets or their grilled chicken sandwiches. Those are awesome when you're on the go. Um, Chipotle has some great choices. Um, I know McDonald's has grilled chicken sandwiches. So you know, they may not be what you, you know, your picture of health may be, but they're still good options and they work when you're in a bind. And, um, the really neat thing with, you know, today and, um, they're remaking like food labels and things are becoming a little more clear on packaging is that you can make, you know, these different swaps. So maybe, you know, certain foods, if you want like breaded chicken nuggets, there's less breading, um, or some other cool options are, you know, the protein pancakes where you can increase your protein a little bit. Um, and those are really neat, you know, little changes that you can make that can have a big difference on how you're feeling overall. And, um, and when you, when you do those, you can also, I think, continue to maybe work on seeing those foods in a more positive way versus feeling you know, bad for having them. I picked up on uh, the word little changes. And I'm thinking of like, my approach to everything is always an all or nothing approach. So like, well, you know, way in the past, I'd be like, okay, I'm ready to get healthy. I got all these recipes I'm going to make. I've got all this, I throw out all the stuff. 
you know, buy all the new stuff, bring it in. And it's in within like, you know, a week, I'm like, I'm so tired of cooking and cutting vegetables and like this and that. And, and then, you know, it's not sustainable long-term because we've tried to completely wipe out everything that I was doing and bring in all new. So I love like once you can approach it, just those little tweaks and those little changes, do you really feel like, is that one of kind of the key things in keeping this like a long-term practices? I love that. It's like uh, laying that foundation, taking the time to lay the foundation out. Um, like, you know, one of my goals for myself this year was I just started with, I want to make sure I drink enough water. I want to make sure I get my water in every day. So it doesn't need to be like my water and my veggies. And I, you know, work out 30 minutes every day and this and that and that. And that. I'm like, you know, just water. Let's make sure we drink our water every day. And now that, you know, it's, I don't even know what month it is. <laughs> I've been at home a really long time. <laughs> now that it's like whatever year and month, May, um, I've been able to start incorporating other things, but and now the water is just a habit and I don't even think about it anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm hitting my water goals every day because I, I took that time to just, this is the only thing I'm focusing on. And I found for myself, that was such a huge, you know, sh- change in the way that I approached the bangs that helped again, make that sustainable. Yeah. And it's, it's tough to make those little changes because when you get that spark of motivation, you want to capitalize on it and just go for it. I mean, I've totally been there and it's hard to like rein it back in and, you know, maybe do one or two things because you're like, Hey, I'm feeling so motivated. Let's go. And then when you do one or two things, you're like, Oh man, but then you're able to, you know, keep going with that instead of going, going, and then hitting a wall and just saying, nope. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. You hit that wall and it's just like, well, forget everything. Like I said, always that all or nothing approach. Uh So um, I also, you know, you had come back and talked about like swaps, how more of the ingredients that you see, we're starting to see swaps in them. I was like, oh, that's so true. And I was the immediate thing I think of is like, oh, the cupcake boxes are starting to swap like eggs for egg whites. And like, there's even some I've seen with like applesauce instead of the oil and, and so different things like that. Um, and so, you know, I think that that's great that they're starting to redefine those food labels. But um, as far as like food labels and reading that, is that something that you uh, really advise people that they kind of get educated on? Is that an important part of nutrition or is that something that we can kind of, 
you know, overlook? Is it more about like building out habits? Yeah, no, I think there's value in understanding the food label. Um, you mentioned like the, the lower calorie snack packs and those are awesome. And they like have really great, uh, like options to choose from, but it can also be a little confusing because the way things are marketed, sometimes we equate like lower calorie to being healthier. And that's not necessarily the case. Like for example, avocados are like a very, you know, nutrient dense food, but they are like higher calorie. So we want to, you know, be careful on equating like lower calorie or foods that are labeled to be like healthier. Um, you know, when we understand the food label, we can kind of make those decisions for ourselves. And then another value in understanding food labels is, um, you know, if, if like, let's say you want to work on increasing, you know, your fiber intake, you can read, you know, the labels and kind of get an idea of how much fiber is in different foods and then work to increase, you know, how often you're having those certain foods just to, you know, to be able to increase your fiber without, you know, tracking it or writing things down. And then when we're aware of, you know, those different nutrients, we can either, you know, learn more on our own, you know, play around with, you know, portion sizes and go from there. Cause it just helps you to learn more about the food you're eating, um, which, you know, it helps you to lay that foundation, um, you know, to keep leveling up in a way that works for you. Mm, I love that. So thank you for, um, explaining a little more of that because I said, I think that that's just something we don't even realize. Like we don't know a lot of times what we're really putting in our bodies, you know, beyond what we're just told the marketing, you know? Um, I also, uh, oh, I wanted to touch on, um, kind of the subject of diet, like not in the terms of like diet, but like, kind of figuring out what works for you. Cause you know, we have lots of different diets out there. There's like, you know, keto, you can do like Weight Watchers, counting calories. So all these different like systems and plans and, you know, all of these people telling us, this is what you need to be doing for this. And this is best for this and this and this and this, but um, you know, what about like experimenting with like, what's really right for like our bodies? How would you uh, kind of walk somebody through that? Yeah, that's a great question. First, I would say there is, there is no perfect diet. It's so nuanced. Um, I think like the perfect diet or approach to eating is one you can stay with long-term. And so if, if anyone were to tell me that, you know, X, Y, Z is the perfect diet, I would be really, really skeptical. So when, when I work with clients who are really focused on making, you know, these lifestyle changes, the first thing I want them to do is bring awareness to, you know, what they're eating, drinking, um, and doing on a daily basis, because so often with food we're we're on autopilot, you know, we eat on the go eat while working. I know I do those things too. Um, and we're just not really aware of, you know, what and how much we're eating. 
And so oftentimes I like to suggest getting a piece of paper and, you know, writing things down that you're eating and drinking. You don't have to like be super in detail, but just being aware of what you're eating and drinking throughout the day, because if we're not aware, we can't really make changes. So let's say you, you write everything out and you see, whoa, I am not eating any vegetables. So if you see that, you know, maybe you work to add a vegetable into one meal. And then as you work to do that, you can add it into a second meal. Or um, let's say you, you know, make a list of the foods you're eating for a few days and you review, you know, what different protein sources are and you see, hey, I'm not eating very much protein and I definitely don't get it in breakfast. So maybe you look to add like a Greek yogurt or some eggs. Um, and when you're doing that, you can see instead of revamping your whole entire diet, you can start to add things or maybe you see, you know, maybe you want to cut back on portion sizes or frequency of certain foods. And is, I really want to like emphasize adjust like portion sizes or adjust frequency instead of totally cutting things out. Um, cause oftentimes when we cut things out, um, it's almost become like a rebellious teenager when we, you know, make the breaking point. Um, so when we, you know, change portions and frequency, then we're not making it off limits and it's, we don't feel like we're being rebellious. Yeah. That's me. The rebellious, like I'm going to hide in the closet and eat this cookie then like, you know, like it's hurting anybody else but ourselves. <laughs> Like, um, yeah, I love that. Just, just being aware of it and writing it down. That's how, um, I feel like I've made, started to make any changes in my life is just kind of stopping and just paying attention and being observant, like to, okay, that's interesting that like I'm doing that. So same thing here. Okay. It's interesting that I'm eating that, writing it down. Okay okay, I want to change this. Um, and just having like a proactive plan, right. Written down, um, is so simple yet something we don't do. <laughs> yeah. And, and another like cool thing that you can do when you write everything down, instead of looking at what you like need to take away, look at what you can add. Cause when you add things like that just feels better than, you know, going through and being like, Oh, need to get rid of this and this and this, but looking at everything you can add it just, it feels better and more exciting. Mm, it's that mindset shift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Mm, I love that. So I would love to know, um, like, how are you working with others? So do you work one-on-one? -on -one? Do you have any group programs that anybody is able to sign up for? Yes, I work, uh, right now I work one-on-one -on -one with clients and I, I really value communication and building relationships, which is why one-on-one -on -one is my primary focus um, because I want to, you know, really focus in on that person and creating, you know, changes and practices that work for them. So that's, that's what I do. And it's a high touch. So we check in over email. I like Foxer, which is like a fun walkie talkie app if you've ever used that. Um, and, you know, lots of communication. So that's, that's what I'm currently doing. Where are we able to find you then if somebody wants to connect with you or follow you on social media? Yes. So my Instagram is Hillary.Irvin. 
And my website is um, hillaryirvin.com. So try to keep it simple throughout. And um, I'm sure you'll have the spelling. It's a little bit of a unique spelling out of the norm. So everything will be linked up as show notes. So you'll be able to scroll down, connect with Hillary, connect with myself. I kind of wanted to circle back around. We have a little bit more time and I had underlined um, your diet diagnosed with celiac disease. What is that exactly? Is it like an intolerance to certain foods or what exactly is it? Celiacs is an autoimmune disorder. And so you can't eat uh, gluten products, wheat, barley, rye. Um, there's a, and you can't like, there's people have different responses to it, um, depending on, you know, their personal experience, but for celiacs, you do have to be 100% gluten-free, um, to avoid any flare-ups, um, or potentially like damaging your GI system. Um, and the nice thing is, you know, as gluten-free has become more popular, it um, has increased the number of options, which is something I'm really grateful for. Even in the last few years, there's been so many positive, you know, changes. And I also know there's some, you know, some people who uh, gluten products don't make them feel well. And um, they do really well, you know, not having gluten in their diet. Ah, yes. I was going to say, um, did you have trouble at first, like with things like eating out and not just not knowing what exactly is in the dish, you know? Oh, there was a lot of tears because, <laughs> um, because I was so scared to eat anything. And, um, I was so focused on healing that it was very terrifying to, to eat out. And at that time it wasn't as well known to communicate it to wait staff. So that was, it was really, really challenging. And there was a longer period of time where I, I just didn't eat out because I was, I was scared. Um, and, you know, thankfully over the, over the years, I learned, you know, what ingredients to exactly ask about and how to communicate it more effectively. Um, but it is anyone who's been diagnosed with any type of food allergy. It's really, you know, it's tough and it's uncomfortable when you're in group settings as well. So you kind of feel like you're, you know, the odd one out and you're being difficult. So anyone who has a food allergy, I have the most respect for them when they, you know, eat out of the house or travel or try anything new because it, it's very scary um, and difficult. Uh, I think that's an important reminder. And like you said, I, I love to see that we are incorporating more and more of this just into uh, like society. So you mentioned travel and um, I see it. I love to travel. I couldn't imagine having to, you know, worry about, am I going to be able to eat without getting like deathly sick, you know? So um, yeah, I think it's great that we're starting to see more and more of that brought in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so many like really neat apps. I've traveled abroad and I've looked up how to translate gluten in other languages. I've had a lot of success eating abroad. Um, so it's, I think the most important part, if you have a food allergy is you have to understand that you do have to do a little more research. Your options are going to be a little more limited 
but you can still like have really amazing meals and experiences. They just might be a little bit different than your norm or what was the norm before. Agreed. Agreed. Not coming from like a food allergy perspective, but again, with my weight loss surgery, it's, it's a lot of that too, knowing what my body is going to like handle and be able to digest and what is just not gonna, absolutely <laughs> not gonna happen. If you're making any dietary changes, you know, giving yourself a little more time to do some research, maybe check out a menu, you know, see what works for you is, is really helpful and educational. Absolutely. I love that tip too. Um, Cause nowadays most, most every restaurant you can find a menu online or something on Yelp or, you know, on Facebook or something. Um, and that's, that's been a huge key for me as well as just already knowing what I'm going to go in and order. Like I already not distracted by all the other burgers and fries and, you know, steaks and baked potatoes that I used to love, but I know, but that's, that's not what's for me now. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's a great resource as well. And a great way to still, like you said, get to eat out, be part of the experience and travel and go out with groups of friends and not to worry so much about the, what can I actually eat? (laughs) Absolutely. And it almost, for me, it makes me focus more on the experience and the people that I'm with versus, you know, being as focused on the food. It, it has shifted my focus to, to other things, which has been really cool. That's a great point too, because I feel much the same way. It shifted it more towards like the relationship than like the actual eating of the food. So I just have to say, um, it's been incredible, incredible to have you here on today as we are working to kind of close out. Do you have any just kind of last um, tips that you'd want to leave us with or any kind of a last message? Yes. I want to leave everyone with the, I want everyone to know that, you know, your body and no matter what you see in magazines or on social media, you can trust yourself to, you know, make choices that you feel good about and ask questions from, you know, people you trust or read or research. Um, There is no, you know, quick fix but you, you have the tools and the ability to make whatever changes you want. Even if, you know, it didn't work in the past, you can keep trying and keep experimenting and it's okay to ask for help. Um, you know, maybe it feels like you've tried everything, but there's always, you know, the right person to work with or get help from, and you're not stuck where you're at. Ooh, I love that you bring that up too. Um, you don't have to start, uh, I feel like from kind of uh, ground zero, like you have somebody who's already done this research before you who, who can help you put together this plan and say almost like uh, help you kind of fast track things like you don't have to go necessarily do all this uh um, research yourself. I, a lot of times look to people that I trust for, um, almost think like products. I'm like, I trust this person that I know that they're using all natural products and that, you know, they've done their research. So that's my research. That's how I find any product is asking my friends that I trust. (laughs) Yes. So, um, 
you know, why can't this be the same way? (laughs) And there's so much, there is really good free information out there. Um, You, you know, you do have to do a little bit of due diligence, but there is so much free information that is very good out there um, that you can, you can use and learn and, you know, take what works for you. Absolutely. Hillary. Thank you so much for being on today. Again, if you are listening, please scroll down, connect with myself or connect with Hillary. Let us know your takeaways. Let us know um, any other questions that you might have that maybe we didn't address. And Hillary, it was wonderful having you on today. I have to thank you so much. I took you all over the place with all of my questions. I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) So I just have to thank you again, being on, giving your time today and sharing more with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. Come and connect with me over on Instagram at underscore Christy Martin and let me know what your takeaways were and what you want to hear more of. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of these awesome episodes. Leave a review if you love the show and I will see you next time.